Good evening. Welcome to Psychedelic Healing. This is your host, Sonia Cato, nurse anesthesiologist. I am also a mental health specialist and advocate, really more of an advocate. Um, tonight, I am here to speak with Anna Saw. She is a holistic coach and mentor, passionate about plant medicine, nature, and the incredible journey of self-study. As a psychedelic facilitator and integration coach, she uses a unique approach combining quantum healing hypnosis, Amazonian flower essences, and neuro-linguistic programming. She happens to also be one of our ketamine integration coaches here at Ketamine and Wellness Clinic. She is our Miami Beach integration coach. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So nice to be here. Yes, thank you. You've been a wonderful guide for a lot of our patients in Miami Beach. And so I'm blessed to have you here today and really talk about what you specialize in, right? You have working with us now with our ketamine patients, but your vast experience really works on another plant medicine, which I've yet to have a guest that specializes in, which is ayahuasca. So yes, please. uh, You know, I'm curious how your journey began with that plant medicine and, uh, and then we'll kind of go more into detail about that medicine. Like all of us looking for, for, for some kind of comfort within the psychedelic realm, right? Or or into the state of expansion of consciousness when we want to dive into ourselves. I got to it because of pain, because of going through the processes and and, and situations of life that that puts you in in a place that you need to get to know yourself, right? To heal yourself. It's that inner healer that comes out that we talk so much. In, in psychedelic therapy, we need to get in touch with that inner healer to allow to come forward. And going through divorce and, and many, many things in my life that got to that point um, got me to start researching. And this was seven years ago. And it was interesting because I'm Brazilian, I'm from Brazil. And when I start like looking into all that I could do and found ayahuasca, I was even surprised because I knew there was this tea and like this thing that was done, right? But it was so taboo for me, for my family, because I was, and I found out, which is really interesting, that all of this comes from intergenerational trauma too, because I came to find out that my grandmother drank ayahuasca through telling my mother that I went through this healing process. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it that you did that. Your grandmother used wow. to do that. And they used to have, they had many problems, right? My grandmother was a direct descendant of a slave. Um, and she suffered wow. with that too, right? Being like a free woman. She wasn't really free. She suffered the violence and everything in there. And she was abused by an European guy. And that's my mother. That's the fruit of that abuse. So their relationship was very, very, very um, painful. And to the point that my mother could never tell my grandmother that she loved her. So it's really deep wound in there. And and I can recognize too then the pain of my grandmother, that relationship. So there was a lot of denial there. And I ended up in Christian, a Christian school. So I could wow. I did not, yeah. So it was a lot of like also denying the roots of, of the African culture, of the Yoruba culture that you know lives within me, but I didn't know. And and I came to 
all this realization through my own process with ayahuasca, right? Finding ayahuasca through my own pain. So you go back and to see how how beautiful it is, right? That, that this journey to self bring us back to the healing that is intergenerational. So for me, it's really powerful, that part in there. But I came to research that, okay, this medicine in Brazil, and I never knew about it because of my own story. And here I am, like everyone, I came first to like understanding like the Peruvian way, right? The Shipibo way of serving ayahuasca with the shamans and and I thought of Peru, but then I was like, wait a minute, I'm from Brazil. So let me look for something that, that you know, I can reconnect also with. Yeah, and your roots. With my roots. And another miracle, because for me, always getting into medicine is like a miracle, is I, I was going in this process too of like healing myself to a sound healing place, to, to a meditation. It was every Tuesday. And those sound bowls that I love and is really part of my healing too. And I was, I was teaching yoga at the time. I'm a yoga teacher as well. And I was using one of those bowls. And one of my friends told me like, oh, I want to buy one of those bowls. Can I buy one of those bowls? And, well, like this one is for sale. You can come to my house and get it. So she comes to my house and that specific day, I was just like, wow, you live far away from me. What are you doing here? It's like, oh, I'm going to a Santo Daime uh, work, spiritual work right here on this place by your house. And I said, well, this is the place wow. that I do every Tuesday, my sound healing meditation. So you're going to the same place that this bowl comes from. So those connections, you know, so wow. <laughs> that's how I come to the Santo Daime, which is a Brazilian religious doctrine that has ayahuasca as a sacrament. And from there, like much healing and much of what I do today as an integration coach and be guided to be in this kind of service comes from my journeys and my experience and my healing process with ayahuasca, which in my doctrine, I call it daimi, santo daimi, which means daimi in Portuguese is give me. So it's when you go to take the sacrament, you asking, give me love, give me hope, give me faith, give me everything that I need to get to know myself. I love that. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, so beautiful. And yeah. also in the diamond that is no shaman, right? You were you own shaman. So that is protectors from that point, right? That 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 current of energy, spiritual energy that's being created, but is no shaman per se, right? You have people that are like more knowledgeable within the doctrine because they're that longer and they are called protectors of that point of that church, that specific church. But there are no shaman per se. You are your own healer. And the yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you how, what's the difference then? Like in Peru, they have the shaman. So in the central diamond church, what is the difference as far as obviously no shaman? So every single person is part of the ceremony then within yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, the difference is really a different off tradition, right? And, and, and even within Brazil, there are lineages and there are native tribes and, and different kind of communities that they have this idea of the page, which is similar to the, the shaman, which is spiritual guide of that specific tribe. So they go through process of dietas or initiations in order to become a shaman, right? And even in shamanic 
kind of uh, um, experiences of cultures that you that you go to that is always that that individual that is the one that goes investigate the dark night the dark night of the soul right goes into their wounds the wounded healer and that's like the so-called shaman of the tribe and and the story of the Santa Daimi is just it's it's really of community healing too so bring in also some of the teachings of 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 the native but it's also some Christian elements to it. So the Santo Daime is like a, a soup of Brazilian spirituality. Let's put it in that way. Because it brings some of the native tribes, right? It brings in this powerful medicine of the Amazon. It brings in the Yoruba culture. So within that um, soup, that is also the welcoming to the Orishas and to the Yoruba culture. And it's also Christian aspects to it, right? So Brazil, it's it's the second biggest Catholic population in the planet other than the Vaticano, you know? So it's, it's, it's that soup that brings in the religions of the Santa Daime that is much more story and, and history onto how the, the, the religion comes to be. And it's it's a very young religion too, over like 120 years. But it's a lot of of what Brazil, spiritually speaking, is, you know? So it's more of like a oh it's even though it is a denomination it's non-denominational in this essence with pretty much it's open to all beliefs and that's okay, correct that's nice. yeah that's correct that is that is that is for sure clear line of study right that is that is aspects of christianity but it's an inclusive christianity right and 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 I do understand that even some of like the songs and the hymns that we sing can trigger some of like religious traumas because I have them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I oh, totally sure, yes. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand that. But if you can pass that initial uh, judgment or feeling that you might have towards it, you see it that is an inclusive and an open doctrine has space for other faiths and other belief systems and to be inclusive in that way. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. When you first told me about the, the, the church in essence, it was in that way you told me about that, but the fact that it's all inclusive and it's not necessarily one way or the other. I I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. That's, that's how it could come to peace too, also with mine, right? My mm-hmm. own. Have you ever experienced a another ceremony of ayahuasca outside of the church? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have experienced in, in Peru um, okay. with the Shipibo and the Shipibo lineage. And I have experienced also more shamanic lineages and also like native lineages with a specific tribe from Brazil. They are all very different and interesting but at the same time they are treating what most shamans call the sickness of the soul right it's 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 different than um when we're working with ketamine for example they would go in direction direct into depression or into certain specific specific things that we want to we want to address right yeah, like stories specific events and histories 
Yeah. And that's one thing with ayahuasca. It's more of a generational, spiritual, deep down, dark search. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I feel like for me personally, right. And, and I can speak for myself is that it has been deeply rooted into ancestral healing and to like knowing that within me, that is a lot more, right? That is not just me. That is a lot more. That is my relationships. It's my relationship with my home being, my body, my mind, my spirit, my environment, my community. But it's also my relationship with, you know, my my mother and my father and my others in my life, right? Mm-hmm. All this this big family and all the parts of what it is me, which it goes deep because then you realize that that what you're doing here is just like a little bit of like, you know, a lot of work that has to be done. It brings more of that spiritual kind of sense of, of things in my, in my opinion. Yeah. That's why it, it interests me so much just because of right. The ketamine, it's specific to certain in this life, this, these energies, these stories, these troubles that you're dealing with, with, ayahuasca, it goes, it connects us to our ancestors and beyond. And here I thought, you know, oh, blood is blood, you know, whatnot. But I'm now learning the impact of generational traumas and how it links and it changes our DNA and it changes our response. And there's so many people that suffer and they don't understand like they're, they didn't have certain events in their life. They didn't have specific traumas. They didn't have anything. They had perfect lives. Why are they suddenly experiencing these certain emotions and, and troubles and it could all be from a parent, a parent's parents, or even further back. And that's why it's a, uh, it's calling for me to, you know, experience it, but I'm still, you know, far, far from it, I suppose. <laughs> um, when you talk about, you know, you spoke about the different retreats and stuff and, and now, you know, you are actually going to be, you know, guiding your own um, retreat. What are some things for our listeners? Cause that's, what my goal is, is for our listeners who are wondering, how do I find a, a place? When I find a place, what questions do I ask? How do, you know, a lot of people don't prepare diet wise, right? Spiritually, health wise, how is your body getting your body ready for the medicine, right? How would you first, let's go in like questions to ask, and then we'll kind of talk about the diet and preparation for something like that. Yeah. Yeah when I started my search, right? So I'm thinking of the point of view of somebody that didn't know much about it, right? Now, mm-hmm. now I can say from a, a place of, of knowing and having that knowledge, but it's very important for you to count with your close relationship, right? With your closest friends and, and, and ask them if they know somebody that knows someone of trust or there has been and, and has referrals, right? And has that, that report back to you. That's that's a good way to go because then you're talking with people they already trust, they already have that connection and and this can be a good way to get started. Um, at least that's the way that I got started. Another thing that I like to always bring to it and it's not taking away this legwork that has to be done, but it's also trust that internal guidance, right? Because I was guided to it. It's almost like that is a calling, just like you're saying, and I feel called, but I'm not quite there yet. It's like when you know, you know, and it's going to be such a strong calling that you're going to feel it, right? But mm. don't go just for that, right? Do your research, do your your 
diligent work into looking into something that it's going to change your life. So it's that deep. You need to be careful, very, very careful because it's not just flowers, right? That it's a lot of Mm -hmm. things that need to be taken in consideration uh, for your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health here. We are opening doors in many ways, right? Opening doors to our consciousness. We are opening doors to visit places that we haven't been, we haven't thought that was possible of. So I cannot put enough uh, uh, emphasis into the responsibility that needs to be really taken when looking for a place to partake in medicine and especially ayahuasca. There are some things that you should know out of a vet that you should really consider it and, and think with yourself if you even should partake in a, in a work like this, if you have a history of psychosis in the family, schizophrenia, it's not indicated. It's not something it's, it could trigger an episode. It could like open, open up, um, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this genetic marking. So it's important to know that um, certain medications as well. So it's important to do this work too, to see what it's indicated for you to Mm -hmm. even take the medicine or not, if it's for you. Yeah. So like in, if you are looking for a retreat, right? The referrals, that's great. They are like the first person that said that. So if you have a friend that has had an experience, but also you should be given a medical oh, form, right? Like if the retreat space is not asking you to fill out medical information beforehand, yes. that's a big red flag. There yeah. needs to be preparation. You can't sure. do it the day of, you know, once yeah. you're already there. So that's something that's a, a, a big thing that you have to have a medical evaluation. Oh, sure. A, a full evaluation, right? Like mm-hmm. even even like a mental evaluation, we put it in there, you know, to make sure that you're in good head space for that. So it's very important that it is uh, through preparation in that sense, right? Of Of not only you getting to know the facilitators that that's very important to know who they are, what they experience, what they are going to bring the medicine to sometimes is different, different lineages bring different kinds of brews of ayahuasca that add other plants to it that might make you more sick, that might make you vomit more, having more uh, uh, overwhelming visions. You might not want an experience that is like going to you know, really break all barriers of understanding of reality. You might. Want how would you find out about that ahead of time, though? Because do they describe it? Asking. Yeah. You can ask okay. the facilitator what kind of medicine is. Like, do you know? They should know. Okay. They should so know. So more specifically, not just. So it's like, what kind of ayahuasca are you using? Yeah, that is asking. Like, is it more as, visual? Is it more physical? Is it and and even asking that it's other plants to the brew because traditionally you're just two plants on the brew, right? Which is the vine, what's so called the ayahuasca vine, the copy and the and the leaf, which is the chacruna. So the traditionally just those two plants to make the ayahuasca brew, and you reduce that to make it stronger or lighter you know it really depends on how much you reduce and how much you cook that that preparation so that makes stronger or or lighter you know the differences in that too 
in my humble opinion, you should know, right? You should know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That, that what to expect, right? And, and the traditional knowing that you're going to vomit, that you might need like a change of clothes, like basic things from the, from the most important, uh, the medical, the mental evaluation, the uh, background of the facilitators too. also like the details of what you're going to need. How long would that go for? Would I need a change of clothes? Would I need things to be comfortable in the experience myself? Mm-hmm. Pillows and and blankets, you know? Because this things is a long like experience. That. How long is the yes, usually the it, ceremony? It can be very long. It really depends on how many doses you're going to receive too. So that's another good question to ask. How long should I expect the 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 ceremony or, or the work that you're doing to last, right? There are some that go all night long and they have more than just ayahuasca. So you see, there are many, many things that mm-hmm. could be asked there. What other medicines are going to be served? Because if it's a more shamanic style, you might be served other medicines like hape, for example, which is the tobacco snuff, right? You might be receiving sananga, which is like an eye drop too. So there are different medicines they're using different kind of ceremonies. So you need to know what kind it is, what lineage it is, and what to expect from the medicine. Have, like I said, that thorough evaluation of, you know, medical, physical, mental, and and all of those mm-hmm. things are very important. Once again, it's like a life-changing experience. You need to, you need to really be thrill into doing your research and your legwork for sure. It, should they do um, some sort of integration prior to ceremony or is it something just an after? I would say that the integration, preparation and integration, you know, it's key for every experience with any medicine. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about more profound experiences like that, that might be bring it in ancestral things that you don't even know that exist, right? So to have that that plan of integration of what's going to happen next, for me, it's also part of preparation, right? Like it's also giving your central nervous system, it's also giving your yourself in the sense of like this inner healer, the inner peace to go forward with confidence is that you have a plan, right? You know what you're going to be doing with that information that you're going to receive after. So I don't see many retreats and many centers offering that. And that's the differential of what I I want to offer. Uh, and what I'm offering now in November is that I will put this really like the work with the medicine. It's important, but it's more important. It's everything else that is happening around right before and after so we'll be offering preparation and integration in the way that we believe that it should be delivered but i don't see many retreats doing that right Mm -hmm. and and i even have been working with clients myself 101 on integration from retreats people coming from peru coming from places and 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 looking for for integration which I think it's fantastic because now as psychedelics is start to come more into popular knowing, or let's put yeah. it that way, or renaissance, you know, psychedelic renaissance, if you want to call. Um, yes. It's 
it's important for people to to really know that this is what really going to make a difference, right? What what it matters for you to have, like what what is what is the importance of you having an experience that shakes you, but you just keep on shaking, you know, you cannot just yeah. get stable to to really move forward in the way that you hope to do it before the experience. So yeah, setting, I, setting is so, so important. I don't think people, yeah. everyone hears the words, but I don't know if they realize like set the mindset going into it, which is integration, having the intention. And, and then with the setting is safety. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of women and I've had other guests too, where, you know, sadly it is still there in the psychedelic space, you know, we're in vulnerable States and, and women, you know, we do have to protect ourselves when we go too far off lands, you know? So like you said, getting referral, but also how many guides or shamans will there be? How many other people are you going to go with a friend? So you have that support, you know, just for that safety. And then the setting, like you said, with, you know, what clothes to bring, are you going to be outside? There's a lot of, all of these places are usually done outside in the open sky. So what kind of clothes, what's the temperature going to be? you know, and having that set. So you have that perfect experience. Yes. Know? It's but integration. So it's so important. I have seen it and, and, and heard many, many things happening, you know, and, and, and when you talk about women feeling safe, it's unfortunate, but it's true that also psychedelics attract a lot of narcissist personalities that can go into a dangerous place, right? They can go into mm-hmm. sexual abuse, into all kinds of things that we've seen it happening over and over and over and continues to happen, unfortunately. But as we do our homework, right, as we we really start to pay attention and knowing that this is, again, a life-changing experience, you you need to do that work to see what, you, what you're doing with who you're doing and how you're doing. Because it could potentially like re-traumatize a person. It could cause more harm than than any good, right? It's it's definitely something that I don't take lightly. And um and because of what the medicine has done for me, I have so much respect to it. And 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 I walk so humbly in this path, you know, like so small because it's it's way beyond you know anything that we could imagine in that sense of the potential to healing but that it's the same way has a potential to harm like everything in life has a black and white right so it's important for us to understand that this is part of creation good and bad is just thing that exists it's just like the vibration and the frequency that you're working with that same stuff right it's, it's yes. like temperature. It's not cold and hot. It's one thing that just varies like degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to remember that when we're dealing with something this powerful, we also has the other, the other power too. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask was about the diet. Cause I know with, you know, ketamine is nice that it's just, you know, don't eat or drink you know, don't eat food six hours before, but not necessarily any food considerations. But I know that I've heard that ayahuasca is pretty strict in like the cleansing process of the foods. What are the things that people have to avoid when they're yeah. planning for ceremony? Yeah. Well, there, 
many things to be said about this diet and this preparation and the things that you eat and the things that you consume in general, right? Like we, mm -hmm. we even say that it's not just about what you put in your body, which is very important, but it's once again, seeing yourself in a, as a holistic being, right? What you, what do you consume to into your mind or thoughts are you having? What kind of interactions are you having? How is your energy around you for you to prepare yourself to it, right? Because again, you will be open, you will be opening doors to the many levels of self. So what do you bring so with you? So many it? doors. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what you bring with you, it's what you're gonna manifest. It's that's it's that like sensitive right so the the physical diet it's it's important for you to abstain from meats you know for something that it's really heavy and and when you go into the energetics of this heaviness it's just like things that also keeps you very much with the matter right so when you eat meat it's very like physical it's it's ground it's very earthy it's a piece of the body so when you abstain from that too you become more ether you become like less lighter you know we become in in a sense you become more open to lighter experience so lighter in the sense of not so earthly right not so connected with your physical senses and more like sixth sense kind of perception so this is when we talk about energetics and the spiritual side of things but physically you want to be light like i I don't eat because I think that empty stomach, it's the best. Like I do is my fasting day, right? When I have right. my spiritual works, I fast. And possible that you might have like diarrhea or you vomit, you know, there are very common side effects of, of drinking um, ayahuasca, of, of, of drinking the medicine. So you want to make sure that you are like treating your digestive system well right because you're going to put something that is going to it's going to move things around there physically speaking mm -hmm. and and spiritually energetically is really for you to keep yourself like clean in all senses right and then it's also the diet that you do like with sex and interaction not because sex it's it's bad but because of the mix of energy of the exchange of energy when we are uh, connecting with a person in sexual activity, we are exchanging so much more than just fluids, right? We are exchanging energy. We exchange. I was wondering about that. I yeah, was like, well, I know sex. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like I that. know because it makes sex perfect. Sex is perfect. It's beautiful. It's an expression of love. But in that sense, you were like you were merging, and in you you know energetically, you sense yeah. that person now. So now you're gonna bring all that is that person to 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 your work, okay. right? Which it's nothing wrong in a sense with that. But if you're going to see yourself, you need to see yourself, right? Wow, that is so. That's amazing. You're the first person that explained it to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody told me avocados. You can't have avocados. Well, avocados, it would be more just for the fat, you know, like just the oh, fatty so content again is digestion. your digestion. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like okay. your digestion. Like we, we, we talk about to um, 
coffee, you know, avoid coffee and stimulants and anything, again, anything that's going to alter your perception too. So the the dieta or, or the diet goes into, once again, your mind. So if you're going to use alcohol, you're going to alter your perception. You're using something else, right? And the idea is for you to sit clean with that medicine, what that medicine yes. has to give you. So clean of everything, right? Clean of the energies that could interrupt into the field of what that medicine is going to work with you. And then avoid, you know, consumption of television, news and Instagram and Facebook and Mm. stay away from that. And if you can even stay away from like too much interaction and like going deep into exchange or receive information from the external environment, right? Like it's really a period of, of introspection and that's the time that you can use for your preparation that you can write and you can like start journaling about what your goals are and what do you want to see and what do you want to ask right in my in my tradition again is the daimi give me what do i want to give to this incredible medicine that is about to get into my body and change my perception for me to see better right so what it is that i want to see so the diet it's so important is like it's really wow. it's another deep point into like how serious are you taking a life-changing experience and that goes with that right so no alcohol no drugs no consumption of media that is going to alter your mind your thoughts connect with self introspect notice the emotions that are coming up why they are coming up write about them, feel them, get get with yourself, right? Get that intimate relationship with yourself because what you're about to see, it's going to be even more intense. It's going to open up yourself even more. (laughs) Wow. How far in advance is this something, the the practice for someone that is going to go? For the diet itself, you're asking? Well, different traditions, yeah, different traditions ask for different things. Um, In the Shipibo, for example, you, 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 I ask to do this, this diet, even before you go, like, so before you go, you start like releasing all of that. And when you get there, sometimes depending on how much time you're going to stay, you do other dietas before you even go into ayahuasca ceremony with other plants, even too, as we were talking a little bit before about the subtle plants, which are not so subtle, but other kinds of plants that don't have any kind of psychoactive uh, um, influence, but really going to be working with you medicinally too. So they sometimes do that kind of cleansing even before, like plants to make you vomit, to really release everything, all the toxins out of you. And then they feed you just with like plantains and fish, you know, and sometimes some vegetables, but no salt, no nothing. It's like, it's very... Very, very deep, clean. very yeah. Because the 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 shaman and the shi people, then it's 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 really like a deep work into the soul, right? So it's the difference there on like going ayahuasca shi people and and doing in other lineages is that they really want to go deep with you, right? So you stay there for a longer time. Sometimes people go for months at a time. 
It's Oof. really intense and really deep work. And you see, like, you need integration after that for sure. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you would need after one experience, imagine like after a month in the jungle, like doing nothing but dietas, you know. It's, but that would be amazing because you're integrating and doing the work the entire time and just building off each experience. You, right? you are, you are, and you are not at the same time because you have to put that in the in real life, right? Or, or you have to put that into context or what we got to go back mm-hmm. to. So it's another kind of integration. It's another kind of like, how do I get all of this? Because also ayahuasca in my experience also brings you so connected and, and, and makes you so connected to the earth and to what it means to be on this earth. And, and people tend to really want it to just like go to the jungle and live in the jungle because it's it feels good to be on that sense of like calm with your nervous system being in nature and receiving those teachers and integrating there right if you come into yeah. like you know lots of buildings and cars going around like how do you really put that in perspective how do you so it's it's great but it's also challenging if you're not coming back to a good integration of what it means your life after this very powerful experience. Yeah. And I think that's something that's beautiful too, just with, you know, leaving and going to that retreat space, you're almost detoxing from like normal American life. We're so consumed with social media technology. I came home from the clinic today, just so overwhelmed with energy. I just had to go sit in my backyard with my feet off touching the ground. And it was like, within five minutes, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm better. You know, but imagine we don't normally do that. You know, I would normally, or most people just suffer with the anxiety. Like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so anxious? And then how do I, and then take pharmaceuticals, you know, instead of really just being mindful in this space. And I feel like that's a lot of where people are drawn to the retreats and the ceremonies is to just get away from normal technology in the normal world. And I feel like we need that in our daily lives, like practicing mindfulness, right? People want to live in the forest because they're tired of what we're doing here. You know, you just want to be mindful and just be in a forest. We need more forests. Is that midway, right? Is that how we Mm -hmm. can navigate? And it's just like when I think also of the psychedelic uh, industry and psychedelic therapy in general, how can we merge? How can we like be in that middle way, right? Which mm-hmm. the 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 scientifical medical model also understand the power and and how important it is ceremony and ritual and and pay attention in the community aspects of healing that for millennia native people in the planet has practice in form of healing and how also can we with advancements in technology and scientifical research and knowing what we know of the human brain and 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 everything that we know about mental health merge and make something that it's like beneficial for all right how can we do that so it's the same thing it's like you go into a retreat and and you retreat in the jungle well, maybe that's not what's going to bring you happiness to stay in the jungle is to get back to your life. But how can you merge? How can you bring more of nature within your life? How can you be more in, 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 in real connection with what made you, which is nature? That's what your body is made of, borrowed stuff from the earth, you know? Yeah. And, and how can we can connect that spirit with the matter too? Again, is the midway. How can we, yeah. how can we like, 
coexist within like what we are spiritual physical and all that we are Right. Yeah. And that's the difficulty thing with the Western medicine, right? Because we're even in our clinics, we're in a clinic, but we also have to bridge that because we have people and we have patients that will go to the jungles of Peru, go to the mountains and experience and go into forests and experience the medicine. But then we have a lot of Western medicine that they want to feel safe and go into a clinic and have medical supervision, but they do need the work, you know? So that's kind of where we are in both worlds where we are providing the medicine in a medically supervised safe manner, but also trying to educate on mindfulness and setting intentions and providing that in a, in a clinic setting. So there is space for everyone because there are so many people that just need the medicine and need that awareness yeah. and eye-opening. You know, yeah. so it's so beautiful that the work that you're doing and, and actually you are actually starting to, and planning to host your first retreat in Mexico, right? Yeah. Why don't you tell me about that? This is a co-creation with, with a great dear friend of mine. That's also in the doctrine of the Santa Dami for 14 years now. And we both are um, just here with the mission of, of like healing ourselves, right? Because we are just like everybody else. So we are no one to put ourselves in a position of being shamans or, or we are facilitators. We're just, uh, um, you know, two women that have had the, the experience with the medicine and have been through uh, very deep transformation with the medicine and been guided into what we are right now, which is in this place of, uh, of um, support, right? Of support of, of, of this inner healer of others to rise up to. Mm-hmm. So we will be doing a retreat and she's a breath, somatic breath work practitioner as well. I'm a yoga teacher and nice. we're putting together an offering that is really beautiful that has what we offer already as practitioners. And we, we will do two dawn ceremonies with, with the medicine. Uh, the idea it's not to blow your mind, nothing like that. It's really like rest retreat and get in a place that you can really put your nervous system in a place of healing and all the other modalities is what gonna make juicy right like the yoga the breath work and and the integration circles that we're going to do with flower baths and flower essences and we we're going to have uh temascales which are the sweat lodges with mayan abuelos coming and we're going to be in the agro forest um 13 oh, so of beautiful. us and and it's a, a BIPOC and LGBTQIA safe space. So we really, we really want to name that, right? I, I, it's, that. That's very important for us to name it as to women BIPOC leading or, or, or supporting. Uh, yeah. We wanted to make sure that this is a safe space for all. And uh, um, and we wanted when to- is it? Uh, is November tenth to fifteenth in Tulum. To the, Tulum. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love Tulum. Yeah, I love All it right. too. The cenotes. <laughs> oh yes, the cenotes, so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have the website and information in the show link so they can find out more information. And you can always message me if you um, want to get into contact and see if you uh, qualify for this beautiful experience. Yeah. Yes, yeah, with a very trusted so. and holistic guide, which you will definitely feel safe and and uh, love to expand and and grow and 
and uh, learn about yourself, self-love, self-growth. Thank you very much. We're doing oh. this with a lot of integrity and and, and with, uh, with our hearts in it. So thank you for, for this space. Oh, thank you so much for having, uh, for coming on here and speaking about all you do and about all your knowledge. You've uh, actually taught me quite a lot. So oh, thank I you. may have you come back again and talk more about your, uh, your retreat. Yes. All yeah. right. Well, you have a beautiful evening and everyone out there. I hope you learned a lot uh, with Anna and I look forward to seeing you and have you listen to us next week. Have a wonderful night. Bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.